When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening to you. Joe Beningo with you with the Oh The Pain podcast. Friday, April 28, 2023. The Joe Beningo Oh The Pain podcast brought to you, of course, by the Hackensack Brewing Company, Anita Discount Tires, and, of course, our friends at DraftKings. Got a lot to cover. It was a big sports night last night. We'll get to everything here. We don't have a lot of time. We'll get to everything Obviously, the NFL draft. A little disappointed in who the, dra- uh, the Jets took. Uh, this kid, uh, McDonald, uh, out of uh, Iowa State, the linebacker. Uh, looks like they got hosed again by New England as the uh, Patriots uh, traded the pick right before the Jets to the Steelers. Uh, and they took the offensive tackle from Georgia, Broderick Jones. But, you know, we'll get a little more into that as we go. Obviously, the Knicks, you got to be giddy as they uh, beat Cleveland uh, in Game 5, wrapped it up, and uh, really a, a coast-to-coast win in Game 5, and they get ready now for a old-time rematch with our buddies, the Miami Heat, which uh, gets started on Sunday afternoon at Madison Square Garden, the uh, Eastern Conference semifinals. First time in 10 years the Knicks have been to the Eastern Conference semifinals. We'll talk about that. But we got to start with the disaster in Newark last night as the Rangers were beaten 4-0 by the New Jersey Devils and now trail the series three games to two, game six tomorrow night at the Garden. What a disgrace. I mean, is there any other way you can say it if you're a Ranger fan? What a freaking disgrace. I I mean, you know, they don't show up in game three. They don't show up in game four. And they get blitzkrieg last night in game five. This game was over less than a minute into the game. When Andre Palat scores for the Devils, gives them a one-nothing lead. And at that point, you knew the let's be honest, Ranger fans, you knew they were dead. You knew they were dead. They threw everything but the kitchen sink at this kid last night in the first couple periods. This kid, whatever the hell his name is, this new goalie uh, that uh started game three, they're making this guy look like Bro Door. <clears throat> he shut him out last night. And let's uh, let's be honest, the series changed. As soon as um, uh, Lindy Ruff, the head coach of the Devils, put this kid in in game three in place of the other guy, Vanacek, or whatever his name was, who stunk, who gave up 10 goals in two games. Everything has changed. They can't put the puck by this guy. Where is where is Artemi Panarin in this series? He has been brutal. Let's be honest. Brutal. Where the hell is he? Where's Zibanejad in this series who has yet to score a goal? What has happened to the power play that was dominant in the first two games? It's a joke. It really is. I mean, you're a Ranger fan. You, you got to be, what's happened to this team? All this freaking firepower. They bring in Kane. They bring in Tereschenko. If they go out in the first round here to, of all teams, the freaking Devils, what a disaster. This season was a major disappointment. Are you serious? And, and I want And I want to start with Panarin, okay? What the hell is this guy doing? He's been terrible in this series. Had a breakaway in game three, shoots it over the net. Had another great look on a power play in game three, 
misses the net. Last night, uh, in game four, remember in game four, with the game tied at 1-1, right? <clears throat> He's got a great look on the kid. Again, I forget the kid's name, the goalie. It doesn't, does it really matter? Let's just call him Martin Brodeur 2.0, okay? Because that's basically what he's been in this series, right? He's got a great look at the kid on the kid in a 1-1 tie in game four, misses the shot, and then uh, seconds later, the Devils are going the other way, and they score the goal that gives him the lead and eventually wins the game. Last night, the Rangers are down 2-0. They're on a power play. Adam Fox shoots the puck across, you know, passes the puck across the ice to Panarin. He misplays the puck. And all of a sudden, here come the Devils on a two-on-one shorthanded rush. And they score the goal that makes it 3-0. Game over. TV set over. Off to the draft. That was it. That was it. And and I I didn't waste a lot of time watching the third period because I knew the game was over. But, I mean, did they even bother playing in the third? I think when they get outshot 20-4 to in the third period, what a disgrace. It's a disgrace. They get, the, they get nothing from Panarin. They get nothing from Zibanejad. Right now, they get nothing from anybody. I mean, who the hell are they getting something from? The only thing they're getting is getting it stuck up their ass by the devils. I mean, that's it. And I'm telling you, if they lose this, I mean, how big a disappointment would it be if the Rangers go down in flames in this series. Now, with that said, with all the aggravation and all the crap, and it was a tough night last night because, you know, the draft is going on and I'm trying to go back and forth, you know, seeing what's going on in the draft. I'm watching the Ranger game. You know, they made it easy after the after the shorthanded goal to just go to the draft. But what a freaking disgrace. What a disgrace. But again, as bad as it is right now, this is typical of what the Rangers have been over the years in the playoffs. I mean, we saw this last year. They were down 3-1 to the to – this, I almost called them the Steelers. I got them on my mind because they hosed the Jets last night. Actually, the Patriots did, trading that pick uh, – one pick ahead of the Jets to the Steelers so they could take the offensive tackle that the Jets were going to take. And I, I've been texting back and forth with the coach today. No matter what he tries to tell me, you can't tell me the Jets weren't taking that guy if he was there. That's I, We'll leave it at that. All right? And hopefully this kid McDonald turns into, you know, uh, uh, an absolute demon of a pass rusher. I mean, you know, we could only pray that that's what he becomes. You know, the next LT, that might be pushing it a little bit. But this guy better be good, you know. He better be good. All right, but whatever. Whatever, right? I digress here. I digress. But remember last year the Rangers were down 3-1 to the Penguins, came back, won the series in seven. They were down 3-2 to Carolina in the second round, came back, Won the series in seven, winning game seven on the road. So, as I texted my good buddy, J.J., John Jastrzemski, last night, he said, I didn't have a good feeling about the Rangers. I said, I didn't either. But I said this. I said, the Rangers could win tonight and still lose the series. The Rangers could lose tonight and still win the series. And that's how I feel. I don't feel the series is over yet. As dead as they look, as finished as the Rangers look, I'm not giving up yet. Would it surprise me if they came back and won game six tomorrow night at the Garden and won the seventh game in New Jersey? No, it would not. Would it surprise me if they lost game six last night and the series was over? No, it would not. Would it surprise me if they won game six tomorrow at the Garden and lost game seven in Jersey? No, it would not. So I still think anything is possible in this series. Like we said, the Rangers just cannot find a way to win a series easily. They just can't. Every series they play basically goes seven games, just about. So we'll see what happens 
anything's possible. Like I said, would it shock me if they came back and won this series in seven? No. Would it shock me if they lost it in seven? No. Would it shock me if they won or whatever last night, whatever, whatever happens in game six. But I'm not saying that they're dead, as dead as they may look right now. But this team, all this freaking firepower, these guys got to start getting it done and stop making this rookie freaking goalie look like he's Martin Brodeur. I mean, really, it's unbelievable. I, they be, we better get a monster effort in game six on Saturday night, and the crowd better be into it. You know, the crowd to me at Madison Square Garden in games three and four, they didn't seem so goddamn loud. I'll tell you, the Devil fans were pretty freaking loud last night, that's for sure, as they were kicking a Rangers' ass. What a disgrace. I, I, I really, I mean, I, I, it's, it's a disgrace. And it'd be nice if the Rangers don't give up a goal like, you know, like a minute into the game. Even the game the other night. What was it? Game three the other night. They scored immediately, right? A game four, I should say, at the Garden. Remember, they had those two real good looks on the kid early in the game. And the next thing you know, they're going the other way with a uh, Jack Hughes breakaway. And he don't miss when he gets on a breakaway. You know, Panarin misses. Jack Hughes doesn't miss. So it looks pretty bad right now. I'm pretty freaking disgusted, and you, how could you not be if you're a Ranger fan with all these big-time guys they got on the team? But they better find a way to come back and win this series. They better win these last two games. Otherwise, this was a major disappointment of a year. A major disappointment of a year. And you never know what's going to happen in hockey. Look at game, Look at the other night. I guess game six is tonight in Florida with the Bruins and the, and the uh, Panthers. But look at what happened the other night in game five in Boston. The Bruins are up three games to one in the series, right? They had this historic first round, uh, historic regular season and all of that. They're losing 3-2. They come back. They tie the game at 3-3, right? It's 3-3. They tie the game up, right, in the closing minutes, whatever. And it looks like it's definitely going to be, you know, overtime. All of a sudden, in the last five seconds, here comes one of the Bruins on a breakaway the Florida goalie stones them at, at like as, the, as time expires. I mean, you know, if they would have scored, they would have won the game with like a second left. The Florida goalie stones the guy on whoever it was on the breakaway. I don't know who it was. It doesn't matter, right? They wind up going into overtime, and Florida wins in OT to force game six back in Florida. The Bruins have, the Bruins have lost the two games they've lost to Florida have been at home in Boston. I mean, so you don't know anything in these freaking playoffs. So you don't know what the hell is going to happen. The Lightning came back last night. I guess they were down 3-1 to Toronto. They came back last night in Toronto to make it a 3-2 game, 3-2 series. So anything's possible in these crazy playoffs. But again, the Rangers better freaking find a way to win this goddamn series. I'll tell you, because what a disaster if they don't. I mean, what else can you say? Game six tomorrow night at the Garden. They better find a way to win. Uh, and uh, These guys, Panarin, Zabanajad, Kreider, you know, Tereschenko, Kane, everybody, the kid line, the whole freaking group, they better find a way to win this goddamn game tomorrow night. They really better. I'm getting worked up here. I'm getting warm. Hold on. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's get to the, to the Jets, okay? All right. I got to say this before I get to the draft. The Rodgers press conference. I mean, look, if if this guy is as good in the season as he was in the press conference, we're winning the Super Bowl. I mean, how pumped up. I'm watching a press conference the other day, and usually I don't put a lot of stock in freaking pre- a press conference is just what it is, right? A press conference. 
and I don't usually put a lot of stock in him in, in them, and I'm not going to put a lot of stock in this one. But how pumped up were you with the with the stuff Rogers was saying? How about the line that Rogers said? How about this? And it's got me excited, I have to tell you, right? He's walking in the hall there at Florham Park, and he says, I see the Super Bowl trophy from Super Bowl three. And he says, that, that trophy's looking pretty lonely. What he forgot to say was that the trophy's also growing hair on it. He didn't say that because it's so goddamn old. But I, but you got to like that. I mean, right? I mean, when, when Rodgers comes here and says, you know, that, that, that Super Bowl three trophy's looking pretty lonely. When Rodgers comes here and says he couldn't possibly think of taking number 12, even though Joe had basically, Joe Willie had basically bequeathed it to him because he says, look, number 12, that's Broadway Joe. That's an iconic number. And, of course, Rogers is going to wear his, his number he wore at Cal, number eight, right? But, I mean, you had to love the stuff that Rogers was saying at the press conference. I mean, you got to – if that didn't pump you up as a Jet fan, I don't know what will. I loved what I was hearing from him. And then he goes out yesterday, the day after the press conference, I heard he played golf at Trump uh, down in Bedminster with Woody and uh, Douglas. Uh, after the press conference on uh, whenever it was, Wednesday. Was that Wednesday? Whatever day it was. Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't know. Wednesday, right? Tuesday, was it Tuesday? I think it was, no, it was Wednesday. So I already played golf with Woody and all that, Trump and all of that. And he's a real good golfer, Rogers, as we know he won the uh, Pro-Am at Pebble Beach earlier this year. But he was out yesterday actually throwing a ball you know, throwing, you know, running, you know, receivers running routes with him. He's throwing a ball to Alan Lazard yesterday, his old buddy from Green Bay. How good is that? Oh, <laughs> ow. So I'm pumped for Rodgers. And everybody's telling me you're going to get the Rodgers jersey. No, 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 no. No, I don't do that. The only way I'm getting the Rodgers jersey will be when he wins me the Super Bowl. He wins me the ball, I get the jersey. If not, I don't. I only have three quarterback jerseys as Jets. I told you, I got Namath, obviously. I got Vinny Testaverde, and I got Chad Pennington. That's it. I'm a very hard, hard grader on the quarterbacks. You know, I did not get Mark Sanchez, even though I thought, you know, he played a lot better for us. Remember, he did win us four playoff games all on the road, more than anybody, any quarterback in the history of the Jets ever did. So, but I am very pumped about Rodgers and loved what he said. Now, as far as the Jets, uh, the draft yesterday, look, I mean, I was a little disappointed. I mean, first of all, you know, you can't tell me that the Jets were not taking this kid, Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle from Georgia, right? So here the Jets are. The 15th pick is coming up. Here comes the 14th pick. And who's sitting there with the 14th pick? Our buddy, the evil empire, Bill, up in freaking uh, New England, right? Our favorite our favorite state, Massachusetts. It's right up there with California. It's one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> New York's not far behind. But anyway, so here's Bill sitting up there with the 14th pick. So what does Bill do? Because Bill loves to stick it up the Jets' ass. And, I, and I'm telling you right now, the Jets better freaking beat the Patriots twice this year. And memo to Coach Salah, if you get a chance to run up the score on Bill, you better freaking run it up. You can't score enough enough points against this effing guy, okay? So what does Bill do? He trades his pick, as he always does in the first. He always loves trading down. That's why his team's so loaded with players, but whatever. He trades the pick down. He trades the pick to the freaking Steelers, who take the kid Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle from Georgia, who I'm sure the Jets were taking no matter what they try to tell you. No matter how much they try to tell you they were in love with this kid McDonald, right? 
So, so the Patriots F us again. So keep that in mind, coach. All right? Got to stick it up their ass twice. Imperative that we stick it up their rear end. And as I said to the coach, because I was texting the coach a little bit this morning, we're going back and forth, you know, how much I'm going to love this guy. You're going to love McDonald. When after Rodgers gives us a lead in the game, Rogers, uh, McDonald closes the game out with a big sack, right? And I understand you never have enough pass rushes with all the freaking quarterbacks we got to play. You know, with all the quarterbacks in the AFC, we, know, we understand that. I get it. You never have enough pass rushes. So this guy better be good, you know? But the coach is telling me how much you love them. So I, I, and I text the coach. I said, coach, come on. You can't tell me you weren't taking Jones if he was sitting there. And, of course, the coach texts me back. He says, best available. So, you know, <laughs> he's not going to tell you they were taking Jones. But whatever. But they were. And freaking, we got hosed again by the Patriots. But we'll see how good this guy McDonald is. We'll see. So we'll see what they do tonight. They got the uh, 43rd pick, you know, uh, uh, after they, you know, traded that other second-round pick in the Rodgers deal. And I had no, I had, as I said Tuesday, I have no problem with what they gave up. They had to give up what they better, what they had to give up. And look, they basically gave up a, their first round pick yesterday uh, because it's a conditional first rounder. It's really a second rounder right now. But if Rodgers plays sixty five percent of the snaps, which he freaking better, then it becomes a number one pick. And if Rodgers does not play sixty five percent of the snaps next year, we are in big trouble. Let's be honest, the Jets are in trouble. That means Zach, Zach Wilson is playing. And that means we're in trouble. So, oh, God, says my wife. So there you go. All right? So we'll see. We'll see what they do tonight in round two. Uh, They don't have a third-round pick. They got a fourth round. I'm not sure where they go from there. They got a sixth-round pick from the the Green Bay and the Rodgers deal. You know, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, we'll see. Maybe they take an offensive lineman tonight. Maybe they take a center tonight. You never know what they're going to do with this second-round pick, with this second pick, number 43 which will be early. The draft starts tonight at 7 o'clock. So we'll see how it all plays out. But um, nevertheless, we'll see what this Will McDonald uh, turns out to be. Hopefully he turns out to be a tremendous pass rusher. We'll see. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Let's get some of our um, our sponsors in here. I'm very warm down here. I I put this on and I'm warm. I'm like sweating. I'm like all like, I'm worked up. Maybe I got, maybe I'm getting like hot flashes, you know? I don't get my period anymore, so <laughs> just in case anybody was concerned, and I guess there's people that actually think men can get periods, but we'll, that's for another day. Anyway, um, sponsors, here we go. Now, the Hackensack Brewing Company, you know the deal, located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? Tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12th day on Sundays. Go see the great Mike Jones. Go see TJ, who did a great job. Go check out my Oda Payne beer. We have the uh, packaging for the baseball season. Uh, so it's in the Met colors. The Mets, who, after losing two brutal games where they didn't show up to the Nationals, basically almost blew a game last night where they had a 7-3 lead. They gave up a grand slam. Washington took the lead, but they pulled it out in the eighth inning. Uh, big RBI hits by uh, Pete Alonzo and Jeff McNeil to win the game. Thank God. Robinson closed it out in the ninth as they needed to win that game uh, after losing those two games to Washington and the Atlanta Braves coming uh, to City Field tonight. So, but check out the Oda Payne beer with the Met packaging, the blue and white, uh, the blue and uh, orange Met coloring. Of course, during the football season, we have the Oda Payne beer with the Jet colors, green and white. 
TJ does a tremendous job. See him, see Herb, see Andre, everybody over at the Hackensack Brewing Company, 78 Johnson Avenue in beautiful Who Needs a House out in Hackensack, New Jersey. Don't forget to check out the tombstones as well. Then, of course, the um, Anita Blue, uh, Anita Brewing Company. Oh, God. The Anita Discount Tires in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. See my son, Johnny. Uh, see his boss, Ari. They do a great job. You need uh, anything worked on with your car, I'm bringing it in, our car in Monday for an oil change, a little work on the emergency brake. Any work you need done on your car, see Johnny, see Ari, Anita Discount Tire, Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. And last, but certainly not least, as I'm sweating up a storm right now, last, but oh my, my, my wife's flipping out. You know, maybe you get hot flashes, who knows? See, this is what happens when you get old, right? You don't want to get old, right? Like a wise man once said, the great Mick Jagger, what a drag it is getting old. Okay, I'll stop. I can hear everybody's clicking off the, the podcast. Anyway, that's from the mother's little helper back in about, I don't know, 1966, uh, before most of you people listening were born. So anyway, be that as it may, where was I? Oh, DraftKings. If you're going to bet on anything, you got to use Bra- a DraftKings. The Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs, uh, you know, whatever you If you bet last night on who was going to be the number one pick in the draft, of course, Carolina, in my mind, did the right thing, took Bryce Young from Alabama. C.J. Stroud in the second, with the second pick went to the Texans. And wake me up the next time an Ohio State quarterback turns out to be a big quarterback in the NFL. It's never happened. We'll see if C.J. Stroud changes that trend. I understand Justin Fields had a decent year last year. We'll see what he turns out to be. Nevertheless, DraftKings, you want to bet on the hockey, the basketball, golf with the PGA, uh, the uh, PGA coming up uh, next month. Uh, of course, the second major up at Oak Hill. Whatever you want to bet on. You want to bet on the baseball. Anything you want to bet on, you can do it, obviously, with DraftKings. You could even bet while the game is going on. And we thank DraftKings again for uh, re-upping with us for another year of the Oda Payne co- uh, podcast uh, this coming football season. All right. Now, let's get to the Knicks. Boy, oh, boy. I'm going to tell you right now. The Knicks taking care of business against the Cleveland Cavaliers in five games I, as they get ready to rekindle their longtime rivalry with the Miami Heat. Remember, the Knicks played Miami every year in the playoffs from 97 through 2000, every year. Remember, 97, they lost the brutal bench incident that happened. Remember, they were up three games to one. Then they had the brawl in Miami, which to me was orchestrated by Pat Riley. Everybody gets suspended, and the Knicks wind up losing that series in seven games. What a disaster. Then you have the series in 98, first-round series, best three out of five. The Knicks wind up winning it, and that was the series that in game four, Remember Alonzo Mourning holding on to the leg of Jeff Van Gundy or Jeff Van Gundy holding on to the leg of Alonzo Mourning? I guess that's how it played out. And the Knicks wound up winning that series in five. Then in 99, of course, the first round series, you know, the Allen-Houston shot up, down, up, down, in, and the Knicks win that series in five, eliminating Miami, who was the number one seed that year. Remember, the Knicks were the eighth seed, and then they go on. They sweep the Hawks in the second round. They beat Indiana in the conference finals and then uh, losing the NBA Finals to San Antonio in five games. And then, of course, in 2000, which is the last time the Knicks made it 
uh, to a uh, conference finals. Remember, they beat they beat the Heat in a tremendous seven-game series in the second round, winning game seven in Miami. Remember, Patrick Ewing absolutely schooled Alonzo Mourning in that seventh game, especially in the last five minutes. And then the Knicks went on and lost in the uh, conference finals to Indiana. So this will be the fifth time in history the Knicks play the Heat in the playoffs, and it'll be the first time, and the Knicks have won the three out of the previous four, it'll be the first time the Knicks have the home court advantage in the series against Miami as Miami stunned the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks in five games, and Jimmy Butler had a tremendous series. Remember, he had 56 points in uh, what was a game four of the series in Miami. So uh, it's gonna not going to be easy. Nothing's easy. The Knicks will be the favorite. But I'll tell you, this Knicks team is good. This Knicks team is not far away from being a championship team. It probably won't happen this year. But I'm telling you right now, this is a loaded team. And they can do it without – they don't even need Julius Randle, who got off to a great start in game five. Remember, he was a beast going to the basket. Everything he was doing, scored 13 points, handed out six assists, and then he hurt his ankle again, didn't play at all in the second half, and the Knicks didn't need him. Obi Toppin filling in for Randle, goes on and goes crazy in the third quarter, scores 12 points, hits a a couple of three-pointers, a couple monster dunks, and the Knicks never, never really were threatened. Cleveland did cut it to six. Darius Garland had a little run where Cleveland cut it to six. But you really never felt like the Knicks were losing this game. They they were a far better team than Cleveland. Donovan Mitchell, thank God they didn't make that trade. How good good has R.J. Barrett been in the last three games of this series? I mean, he was tremendous in the two games in New York and then had a great game in the last game against Cleveland. He had 21 points, four rebounds, four assists. He keeps taking the ball to the basket. He's getting to the free throw line. He's been tremendous. <clears throat> Thank God they didn't trade for the very, let's be honest, completely overrated Donovan Mitchell. Give me a freaking break, okay? Did he even play in this series, Mitchell? What a disgrace. Anyway, so the Knicks take care of them in five, but I'm telling you, the Knicks got a loaded team. Jalen Brunson is phenomenal. If he's not the best point guard in the NBA, he's on a short list. What a free agent signing. He's the best player on the team. He's been unbelievable. Had over 20 points in all five of the playoff games here. He's the only Nick ever to have his first five playoff games of his Nick career and score 20 points in all five games. How good is he? He's the best point guard since Clyde Frazier. Really. Better than Jer- Derek Harper. Better than Doc Rivers. Better than Michael Ray Richardson. Better than Stephon Marbury, of course. But, you know, how good has he been? The Knicks got Josh Hart. How good has Josh Hart been? Josh Hart played like 46 minutes the other night. Didn't score much, but played great defense. Had 12 rebounds. Had that one play where uh, he he made the pass to Brunson, and then Brunson made a tremendous bounce pass to a flying OB Toppin for a big tomahawk dunk. Unbelievable. Josh Hart's been unbelievable. What a great trade that's been for the Knicks. He's been great. I mentioned how good R.J. Barrett has been. Uh, quickly, Emmanuel, quickly, what a game he had the other day. Finally had a big game, scored 19 points, as I mentioned, off the bench. OB Toppin with the game he had. And let's not forget, Mitchell Rob. How about Mitchell Robinson? Okay. Just think, would you just think if the Knicks would have traded Barrett and Robinson for Mitchell? Huh? You think they'd be where they are right now? Mitchell Robinson, what a game he had. 13 points, 18 rebounds, a stunning 11 offensive rebounds. Oh my God, how good was he? And one of the big things this Knicks team can do, 
besides all the guys they got on this team that can beat you, and I haven't talked about, I haven't even mentioned really Randall, except, you know, he did, you know, he, he wound up not playing in the second half. I don't think they need Randall to win. I really don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's see what he does going forward. Let's see if he's healthy to play in game one on Sunday. We'll see. But I'm telling you right now, unless I see something different from Randall in these last, in the rest of the playoffs, I would trade him next year. I would trade him. I don't think they need him. I think he just gets in the way, to be very honest. But, you know, that's me. But they are loaded with guys. Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson has been on, but he's probably the best offensive rebounder in the NBA. And that's something that winning teams, championship teams do. Go back to the great Bull teams with Jordan and, and Pippen and Dennis Rodman and all those guys. The six, They won six championships in the 90s. They were tremendous getting second chance points. They were tremendous on the offensive glass. And if you're going to win a title, that's a big way to do it. You know, dominating the glass like the Knicks did against Cleveland. Throwing Isaiah Hartenstein, who's been a tremendous uh, one-two punch with Robinson at center. You know, with his rebounding and his defense and his blocking shots. This team is really, really good. This team, to me, is close to a championship team. And I know Miami's going to be tough. Like I said, the Knicks are going to be favored. Jimmy Butler's playing out of his mind right now. You know, Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra have done a, continue to do a great job with the Heat. Got to give them credit how they waxed the overrated Bucks in five. I know Giannis was banged up a little bit in the series. But it won't be easy. But I expect the Knicks to win. I'm going to say Knicks in six. I was even thinking about five so they could wrap it up at home. But I'm going to say Knicks in six in this round. And I give them a shot to go. It, to me, it's endless where they could wind up this year. And like I said, I don't expect them to win a championship this, this year. But this team is very, very, very close. Game one, Sunday, at the Garden. Oh, baby. All right. Have a great weekend. Want to thank everybody for listening. By the way, check out the Joe Klecko, Klecko 73, which debuts on SNY. On Sunday at 5.30, you want to check it out. If you're a Jet fan, it's a must-see. Everybody have a great weekend. All the love. Let's go 